0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're OK and I've been managing to keep warm on a bitterly cold Monday, December the 12th. And that's exactly where we're going to start today with the weather. Hundreds of children across Kent have had a snow day after schools were forced to close. After several days of freezing temperatures, snow fell heavily last night, bringing many roads to a standstill. National highways did tell people not to go out unless they absolutely had to. But for those already on the roads when the snow fell, it was a pretty treacherous journey home. It actually took me more than two hours to get from the Wayne Scott bypass back to home in Raynham. I'd been on the M25 and the snow started falling when I was in Essex and then just got heavier and heavier as I headed to Kent. And by the time I got to the Wainscot Bypass, the roads were pretty much covered. Cars, as you can imagine, were struggling to get up any sort of incline. Four Elms Hill was completely impassable and people were even out on Pier Road pushing cars up the hill near the Strand. With volunteers from South East 4x4 Response rescued a number of stranded drivers across Kent. Alan Moles is one of those volunteers.
1: I'm recording this on the top of Bluebell Hill. Uh, just after midnight where we've spent the last two or three hours getting the traffic flowing after many of the cars were stuck or having problems trying to get uh, through the snow. We've helped surgeons, we've helped midwives get to hospitals, we've also helped uh, uh, an old lady who's currently got a broken down vehicle. We've also um, supported Kent Police in in getting the roads uh, flowing again top tips for motorists is that pack for delays we've seen a lot of people that um, have have been stuck for many hours trying to get around uh, you know just trying to get a couple hundred meters we've also seen a lot of parents families with children um, they're cold they're hungry they're wet so uh, well they're, they're, they're they're wet because they've been out in the snow they're trying to push their cars um, so just make sure you've got blankets, your mobile phone is charged or you've got a way to charge your mobile phone. You've got some, some uh, snacks, some drinks and uh, a way to keep warm if you're waiting. Also driving in the snow right now, um, even though it does look probably clear, there might be black ice. So just take it a little bit easy, go slow and obviously stay at home if you can because the roads will still be treacherous. We've been all over the county, Bluebell Hill, Detlin, a lot of the junctions coming on and off motorways trying to get cars flowing because the snow has caused conditions that the cars are sliding all over the place and have not been able to uh, get traction take care because a lot of the snow has melted and as it will refreeze so there'll be a lot of black ice around Um, do check that the route to your destination is clear and then if you do have to leave or do have to go out then pack some some warm Some more clothes, uh, blankets, way to charge your phone and some snacks, uh, food and drink um, would be ideal because your journey may take a lot longer than it would normally would due to the the conditions
0: plans to reintroduce operation brock on the m20 today were postponed because of the weather work to put the contraflow system in place between maidstone and ashford couldn't be carried out overnight highways bosses want to have it in force in time for the christmas holidays as they're expecting a big increase in traffic heading towards the channel border It wasn't just the roads that were affected by the Arctic blast. Trains have been severely disrupted as well. Chris Denham from Network Rail has been telling me how they try to keep the rails clear of snow and ice.
2: Our challenge is always the early hours of the morning, um, which is the gap between service trains stopping and then starting again. Uh, We run snow and ice treatment trains around, and what they do is they scrape ice off the live rail, which provides power to trains, and they lay an anti-ice fluid on top. The challenge we face is that we can do that but then if it sleets or snows it just sits on top of the anti-ice and creates a sort of another barrier uh, to trains drawing power so we've got to really keep on top of things run those anti-ice trains we run empty trains through the night as well so if you live by the railway in kent you may see darkened trains flying past your house at three o'clock in the morning That's what they are. Um, But certainly while these temperatures remain as they are, while the snow remains on the ground, I'd always advise people to check before they travel
0: yeah you certainly don't want to do at least what half your journey and then get stuck trying to get back to you
2: (laughs) well we would normally so we work with southeastern to make sure that we don't put people in that situation so we won't open a line unless we're confident we can get a train all the way there now i'm not going to say that that doesn't sometimes happen there are occasions where we open a line everything looks good uh and then either snows or ice freezes over halfway through the day Uh, but we try as much as we can to make sure that doesn't happen and that's why we're issuing Messages saying, check it before you travel, or in extreme circumstances, don't travel.
0: Well, among those who've had to make it into work today are the team from the Gillingham Street Angels, who run a food bank that supplies vital nourishment to thousands of people in Medway. Earlier today, I spoke to Neil Charlick, who's the chief exec of the charity.
3: Uh, the road conditions are very bad this morning. We do our morning collections at 4 a.m., where we go around and get fresh food ready for the food bank for the day. Um, there's a lot of abandoned cars, as you can imagine. Uh, Ken it is quite a hilly. Hilly Place, so Chapman Hill, Maidstone Road, those kind of roads are horrendous. There's abandoned cars all over the place. That still doesn't stop some people's uh, standard of driving getting any better. So there's still some dangerous stuff going on out there that's not really going to help the emergency services and other road users, sadly.
0: Absolutely. And, and how on earth do you run your food bank on a day like this?
3: I mean, on a day like this, we've shut other parts of the charity. We've shut down that are non-essential, but the food bank is an important part of what we do. People still need the food. So we do whatever we can to make sure that food bank stays open. So we've still got core staff, experienced drivers uh, on the road and able to pick the food up and get stuff, get stuff done, thankfully.
0: And normally, do those who are getting food bank parcels come to you or do you make deliveries? How does it work?
3: The the problem is now that food bank last month fed 15 and a half thousand people. So although we've grown as a charity and we've got more vans, we've got more kind of infrastructure, there's only so much you can you can actually do. So we do do deliveries in extreme cases. But most of what we do now is people come to the food food bank and collect their food on a daily basis.
0: What's your advice to anyone who would be coming along to you today, Neil? Because, as you say, the roads are treacherous and the pavements aren't much better, are they?
3: I think people need to, unless they're really, really desperate, stay indoors for today because the roads, the pavements are in a, in a dreadful state. And hopefully tomorrow we go back to a reasonable amount of normality and it'll be safer. But unless you're desperate, I would stay at home, stay warm.
0: And obviously heating at this time with it getting perishingly cold is another problem. Are you hearing from more people who are struggling to, to heat their homes as well as cook dinners for themselves?
3: We are, yeah. There are a lot of the things we have problems with, so what we been saying to people is we're not able to heat your home but what we can do is help you keep warm so we've been giving out a lot of warm clothing for free blankets bedding quilts things that actually keep that person warm that's you know that's within our kind of capabilities to do that we can't pay for people's gas and electric so that's an important part is keeping you warm and we've been very lucky we've had some local businesses the community step up and donate a lot of warm clothing and stuff for us so we've been very lucky to be able to give out a lot of stuff to people
0: And obviously, you've got your cafes as well. Have you seen more people turning up to to there to, you know, to be inside and be with other people and, and have somewhere warm to go?
3: We use all of our places as warm banks, so the cafes offer a service as well where you can go along and they'll give people, you know, it's it's a good place for people to come and just have a chat, so we'll give free soup to people, people can have a drink and just sit in there. Same with the shops, if people just want to come into the shops, any of our buildings just to stay warm for a little while. There's a lot of people in Medway, a lot of other businesses, churches, charities doing the same kind of things, so hopefully that's easing the pressure on people in general across Medway.
0: Tell us what you have got open today, Neil, because I'm sure there are some people at home who are who are feeling very cold and would perhaps normally go to one of your cafes. Are you able to open any of those?
3: Yeah, the Gillingham Cafe. Luckily enough, the staff live within a walking distance. So they're open today. Uh, the food bank is open today and the warehouse is open where we, we operate from. So that's where all the drivers and stuff come in and we operate from here. That's where I'm talking to you from
0: now. A yellow weather warning for ice has been extended until 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. The Met Office are warning about untreated roads and pavements and say some travel conditions could remain difficult. The bad weather also means some festive attractions in Kent have been cancelled. Lauren's got the details for us. So what's going on, Lauren? Some attractions have fallen victim to the weather today. Beerwater in Lamberhurst has remained closed, as has bedgbury Pineaton, which has shut its doors to daytime visitors. Begbury, which also runs its exceptionally popular Christmas lights attraction during this month, didn't actually have an evening event tonight running, but was forced to cancel last night's ticket holders as the snow began to fall across Kemp. But two Christmas lights trails have become a casualty of today's icy forecast. So far, that's Leeds Castle, which has confirmed it has cancelled Christmas lights at Leeds for tonight, and Agent C tickets will be contacting all bookers to rearrange their
4: dates. And organisers at Leeds say they will continue to assess weather conditions for tomorrow's event and will update by 2pm on Tuesday afternoon for those waiting to go. While Glow at Cobtree Manor Park
0: near Maystone has also said that it's with regret that due to the extreme weather, tonight's trail will be closed. Visitors planning on heading there can use a link through its Facebook page to rebook their date, while those with tickets for other nights this week are being asked to look out for updates on social media. Thank you ever so much for that. Don't forget, you can get the latest travel news via the travel blog at Kent Online. You can also hear regular travel updates on our sister radio station, KMFM. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Some other top stories for you today and two women have been treated in hospital after being punched, kicked and hit with a metal bar in Stroud. They were reportedly attacked when violence broke out in an alleyway near Tamar Drive. Two other women who are in their 20s were arrested and are now out on bail. Detectives investigating the theft of a Range Rover in Maidstone have given us a CCTV image of a man they want to speak to. The car was taken from a property on Newcut Road last month and was later found on Prince's Way in Detling, You can see the picture on the website. A drug driver from Westmoreland has appeared in court after being pulled over for not wearing his seatbelt. The 35-year-old was arrested in Larkfield when police smelled cannabis in his car. He's now been banned from driving for 12 months and ordered to pay more than £200. Next today, this is one of our most read stories on the site. A lady from Deal has been thrown to the floor and left covered in shattered glass after a van smashed into her house. 80-year-old Wendy Smith lives in fear of it happening again if nothing is done to improve the safety of the junction near her home on Mill Road. Her daughter, Julie, was also there at the time and has been
4: speaking to our reporter, Chantelle Weller. I was upstairs. My mum was sitting where, on the sofa just by the window watching telly. The next thing there was this, just this god-awful noise. The whole house shook. Um, and all I could hear was my mum screaming so when I ran down the stairs into the lounge, my mum was on, in the living room, on the living room floor, covered in glass, yeah. just screaming. But at that point, I really didn't quite know what had happened. Uh, it was shocking. Um, so I picked her up and sat her in the chair, got most of the glass off of her. At this point, there was loads of people knocking at the door. So I opened the front door to just to find loads of people there um, that I didn't know. Asking if we was okay and was my mum okay and I, I didn't really know what had happened. I stepped out of the front door to find a massive, great big truck had come through the garden wall, took out the lamppost, and basically just hit the front of the house. Mm. The driver was still in the va- in the truck. Um, it was just bedlam. There was just a lot a lot going on at that particular point. It's just to try and get your head around it. It was hard. Um, And then, yeah, um, I think he was here for a little while. But a little while later, he left. Um, I don't know what or why or where he went. I'm not sure. Obviously, the police were called. Um, And it was, as I said, it was just bedlam. No one actually... An ambulance didn't turn up. It should have, but it didn't. Um, Yeah, I don't even know what else to say. I mean... I know he was breathalyzed and he was fine. There was he he hadn't been drinking, so, I but I don't understand or w- know how or why it happened.
5: When it did happen, you say that he was there for a bit. Did, did he speak with you or he no. didn't say anything to you? No, he
4: never said anything to us. Um, I don't know how how long after the accident, like after this incident, his dad did come in to the property and speak to my mum bit odd but he did I think he just wanted to find out if you know how how she was because I am kind of sure the people that were outside prior to me opening the door heard her screaming because obviously the window was all smashed Um, but yeah Uh, but apart from that we've actually heard nothing from him nothing at all not of an apology an explanation anything you can appreciate we ain't sleeping and it's that constant fear is it going to happen again Really do need the council to come and revisit this junction mm. and maybe put something in place, mm. like um maybe reduce speed limit. You know, a twenty mile an hour limit or um, speed bumps. You know, my parents have lived here for over fifty-seven years, and as you can appreciate, there's been a lot of accidents on this junction over those years. So yeah, we've seen quite a bit, and we've had motorbikes, we've had bodies. In the front garden um, I think at one point next door neighbour's car was pushed yeah. into the front garden yeah. from somebody hitting it she nothing did. has ever hit the house the biggest and the most worrying thing about it was the the bus stop is literally outside our house and if anybody had been stood there he would have killed them
0: You can see pictures from the scene by heading to the story on the website. Kent Online News. A small business owner says she's going to have to bring in security after a thief ran off with a load of jewellery during the Westgate Christmas light switch-on. Two busts full of necklaces were taken from Blingham Rocks last weekend. The suspect is said to have made off down an alleyway. Five M&Co stores in Kent are facing closure after the fashion retailer went into administration for the second time in as many years. The company says it struggled with trading challenges and rising costs. A closing sign's been put up at its Tenterden branch, but it's not yet known what'll happen to its shops in Faversham, Sittingbourne, at Whitstable and Deal. There are calls for laws to be put in place to stop drivers using villages in Kent as a rat run when the A249 is closed. People living in Stockbury and Borden say they fear for their lives as more cars and lorries than usual use local roads. In fact, you can see video of what they're complaining about within the story today. Now, the main road between Stockbury and Bobbing has been shut regularly over recent months as major work takes place to redesign the junction with the M2, including building a new flyover. The owner of a cafe and takeaway in Dover says they're putting the business up for sale because of the cost of living crisis. The Devorian is on the junction of Folkestone Road in York Street. Chris Muckle said he had planned to leave in about five years' time, but is bringing his plans forward due to the increase in how much it's costing to run. A dad has criticised Asda for allowing his seven-year-old son to buy a scratch card. He apparently used his pocket money to get it during a shopping trip at the supermarket in Folkestone. As has apologised and the supermarkets say they've launched an investigation. Now, as you're probably well aware, a series of strikes by Royal Mail are taking place at the moment, causing huge disruption to Christmas card and parcel deliveries. They walked out yesterday and are striking again on Wednesday and Thursday, and then for two days just before Christmas. And while it means some of our online orders are arriving late, it's also causing a huge amount of stress for independent businesses. I've been speaking to Lucy Riley, who runs Hadley Wax Melts from her home in Snodland. I spoke to her ahead of the walkout over the weekend.
5: I want to start by saying that I fully support the posties striking. I fully support their want for fair working conditions, their fair pay, um, and I I totally back them. I've got friends that work in Royal Mail, in the industry, and I understand that that they they don't want to be doing what they're doing. Um, So I support their decisions, I I support the union. Um, I just feel very let down by Royal Mail bosses and CEOs that are making the ultimate decisions of the huge impact that this is having on such small businesses like mine and like many of my friends too. Um delays have just been astronomical two to three weeks at times for promised next day service. It's just had such a huge knock on effect all round.
0: And obviously people are coming to you because they they know it's going to be a lovely product and they want to give someone something really special for Christmas. But how much extra pressure has it put you under worrying about whether those products are going to get to their intended recipient at the end of the day.
5: As she said, they're Christmas gifts and most of what I'm sending at the moment are Christmas gifts, hence why I've always relied on Royal Mail to deliver a really good, reliable service. It's not lobbed over your back gate it's not shoved through your letterbox. Normally, with the sign-for service, you get a lovely knock on the door, you're greeted by a friendly face, and you sign for it. And as a seller, I can have full tracking information as well. That's why I've always wanted to use and always have used Royal Mail for that service. Um, the, the delays have just been astronomical. It's it, I just feel really, really let down. Um, the run-up to Christmas is the busiest time for me. Um, it has been for the past three years running. It is for many small businesses. Um, it's the time of year where... I actually get the majority of my orders, really. Um, So having two to three week delays on parcels, it's a nightmare. I had to ensure that I launched Christmas a month early. I launched it at the start of November because the strikes were coming up and we we were warned about them. Um, I'm having to work around the clock to get orders out the door as quickly as I possibly can. I'm not Amazon. Small businesses aren't Amazon. We can't do it next day service. It's just me working here alongside another job that I, I do too, to get, to get the products made and out the door. Um, so having a three week delay. For my parcel sat in a sorting office for three weeks when I've done everything in my power to get it out the door within a couple of days, it's so disheartening and it's so hard on customers too. I'm incredibly lucky that pretty much all of my customers have been very understanding.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they realise what you're having to go through. Have you considered perhaps changing and using a different courier service? I mean, what sort of impact would that have on you?
5: In the past week or two, I've looked into using Every or, or Hermes or, or Yodel, but it's just a cost implication. They tend to be more expensive than what Royal Mail is. And some of my orders, well, they range from 3.95 for one bar of a wax melt, up to some into 50, 60 pound orders for Christmas gifts. So for the higher value, it's definitely worthwhile doing that. But my smaller orders, I can't justify the costs. I've been swallowing costs for postage myself because I can't pass that on to customers, particularly for Royal Mail signed for, that was promised to be a a priority service, which, which clearly hasn't been. Um, I can't pass it on to customers. Postage has been difficult anyway. Um, customers aren't willing to pay five, six, seven pound plus for, for a service for something that's only a couple of pound that they're buying. So I think I've, I've been swallowing that where I can, but I, I just can't do it. I can't afford to run my business as well as, well as swallow additional costs for other courier services. Um, looking into them as well, they're also experiencing delays where they've had a knock-on effect of additional parcels and additional orders because of the Royal Mail delays. When are you going to have to
0: draw a line and just say, do you know what, I'm not going to be able to get things to you by, by Christmas time?
5: Do you know when that cutoff might be? So Royal Mail have advised that for first class signed for, which they've promised they're prioritising, the cutoff is Friday the 16th. Um, but I can't go by that. I've said to customers that this Sunday will be the cut off, so I can post them Monday morning, first class, signed for delivery. Um, I've got nearly thirty parcels still in the system from the twenty fourth of November. They were posted Royal Mail first class, signed for, promised a priority service, usually next day, but with with the strikes, delays are to be expected. That's been fifteen days now, and they've still not made it to their custom to my customers, so I cannot take that risk. So Lucy's saying there she's already been
0: forced to stop taking any more orders for Christmas. Now this dispute is all over pay. The union representing workers say they want to rise, reflecting the increase in the cost of living. Royal Mail bosses are urging them to accept the offer they've made. Kent Online
5: reports.
0: The bomb squad's been called out in broadstairs over concerns about a possible unexploded device. A Disposal van and several police cars were spotted at Botany Bay this morning. Head to Kent Online for the very latest. A disabled boy from Kings Hill has had to wait for five hours at Gatwick Airport after his wheelchair was left on a plane. Tony Hudgel had to have both legs amputated after being abused by his birth parents as a baby. He's now eight and was left stranded with his adoptive mum after a Jet 2 holidays flight. The company has apologised. The last remaining pub on Swanscombe High Street could be lost if plans to build a cafe and flats are approved. A bid's been put in to demolish the wheat sheaf and council bosses are recommending the idea is given the go-ahead. There'll be a meeting about it later this week. Now, we've already heard that rail services have been severely disrupted today because of the snow. However, this week also marks the start of a new timetable. Some routes have been changed to avoid busy junctions, which can cause delays. New services are also being introduced and first-class carriages are being scrapped to allow for more seating for everyone. Scott Brightwell is from Southeastern and has been telling the podcast all about it. This is
6: really in response to the seismic changes since the pandemic in travel habits of passengers, you know, people are working from home, hybrid working appears to be here to stay, and we've had to make changes to our timetable to reflect how passengers passengers are travelling with us today.
0: So does this mean less trains, Scott, or just trains running at different times?
6: It's broadly the same amount of trains. There's uh, five less trains in this timetable than the current one. So it's broadly the same size, but it is shaped very differently. It is you know, broadly the same size, but very, very different in the way it's structured. It will be simpler and more reliable for customers delivering better performance. But it's also key that we have a simpler structure so that we can adapt services as changes to passenger demand happen because changes are happening and not all at the, the same time of day on the same uh, pattern on each line of route. So we need a flexible timetable to be able to adapt in the future.
0: So, can you tell us a bit about some of these simplifications? What will passengers notice as of Sunday's?
6: So there are some new services. So um, we have seen demand come back here in some areas. So there are new train services introduced between Beckenham Junction and Blackfriars. There's a new service from Maidstone East into Charing Cross uh, that gets to London Bridge in under an hour. As well as these new services, this simpler operation will reduce the congestion we have at bottlenecks by about two thirds. Places like Lewisham and Tunbridge see huge interactions between trains which makes it really complicated which sees the transfer or ripple effect of delay from one route onto another but it also snowballs that delay um, when there is disruption
0: and as far as we mentioned there about people doing a lot of hybrid working perhaps not needing to get on a train as earlier in the day as they perhaps used to before the pandemic does that mean services are starting at different times or not really
6: so my advice would be to for passengers to absolutely check their own individual journeys because there will be some that are at the same time there'll be some that will be a different time so it's not the same message for everyone. What I would say though is we are also bringing in uh, we're removing first class on our network. What one of the seismic changes we've seen is at the time the decision was made we only had 28 annual season ticket holders for first class. So we've removed that from December, making over four million seats per year available to everyone.
0: I was gonna say, does that mean that trains are still the same length, but obviously anyone can sit in all of the carriages?
6: So everyone will be able to sit in all of the carriages. There will be some changes to train lengths on this timetable as there is in every timetable, because we always monitor how people are traveling across our network. And obviously we've seen some big changes with the opening of the Elizabeth Line as an example. It's made a big change to how customers choose to travel. Kent Online reports.
0: Two women in Folkestone have been fined for leaving rotting food, broken glass and other household waste in their gardens. They live a few doors down from each other on Dallas brett Crescent and refuse to clean up the mess despite a warning from the council following complaints by neighbours. They've been ordered to pay a total of nearly £2,500 between them. An aircraft that played a key role in the Battle of Britain is set to be restored by a team of volunteers in Medway. The Hawker Hurricane has been on display at an airport on the Isle of Wight. Now, a team of experts are going to spend the next year painstakingly restoring it to its former glory. Campaigners in Faversham have won a fight to save a 156-year-old tree from being chopped down. The horse chestnut was due to go as part. Part of plans to build new tennis courts at the town's recreation ground, but the council have stepped in and put a tree preservation order in place. And Pink has made it five weeks at number one on the Kent Top 40 over on our sister radio station KMFM with Never Gonna Not Dance Again. Louis Capaldi's Forget Me is at number two in the chart. All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Kerry, perhaps unsurprisingly, is at number three.
6: Kent Online Sports.
0: Football. And as you may be aware, Gillingham's game against Bradford City over the weekend was postponed because of a frozen pitch. The Gills are currently bottom of League Two and in desperate need of points. They're due to travel to Stockport County on Saturday. On to cricket. And in much warmer climate, England have beaten Pakistan by 26 runs after a dramatic end to their second Test match. They managed to bowl the hosts out just in time and are now winning the three match series 2 0. Kent Zach Crawley had a bit of a disappointment. Pointing game though scoring just 22 runs across both innings and Kent have signed Australia international bowler Kane Richardson for next year's T20 Blast season. The 31-year-old has taken 200 wickets in 154 matches and is considered a whiteboard specialist. Their first game is against Gloucestershire at Canterbury next May. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening and don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing to sign up to that just head to kentonline.co.uk do stay warm we'll be back with the podcast tomorrow news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by the fg Barnes group with showrooms in canterbury and maidstone offering a range of new and approved used cars including mg seat and Vauxhall.